Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Get Fit Radio is the program. Marcus Smith is the guy. And for the next hour, we're going to sort out all of your questions, queries, concerns about what is going on in your fitness world. Marcus, good evening. James, welcome to my show. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't be so rude to you, should I? Welcome back to your show. It's been a lovely week in the world of fitness. Absolutely. Yeah. What did you do in the world of fitness this week? This week has been a fantastic week, fitness-wise. Why? So... I've had a total. I see you. Sorry, I see you boasting your big, uh, your big Fitbit watch. The Fitbit Ionic. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Ionic, my friend. I'm still on the uh, generation one. What was it called? Fitbit. Just Fitbit. <laughs> so behind. Those guys should really hook me up. Warren, I know exactly where you live. I know that you're the distributor. You need to hook me up. No, no, it's all good. You know what? You do need to get hooked up because these Fitbits are awesome. No, mate, sorry to detract from your week in fitness, but someone actually asked me that question yesterday. They said, which watch should I buy, Phoenix 3, Garmin Phoenix 3, or Garmin Phoenix 5? Now, I know that you've not really... I like both of the Garmin products. Have you tested them? Yeah, Yeah. I've worn them. I like the Garmin Garmin products. I think they're really cool. Now, I'm going to say something that's not going to make the sales guy of Garmin super happy, but I, over the last eight months, have probably about six months, have had about six new endurance clients that want to run like you wanted to run. Yeah. And a lot of them come to me with exactly that question. I've looked at the Garmin, Phoenix 5 or Phoenix 3. Yep. And I've got two Phoenix 3. Don't ask why I've got two Phoenix 3. One is a, the wrist heart rate one and one is the not wrist heart rate one. Yep. And I've looked into the Phoenix 5. It is such a nice watch, but it does everything. It does a little bit more than the Phoenix 3 does. But the Phoenix 3, the price right now of the Phoenix 3 as a GPS running watch, heart rate monitor, navigation, yeah. steps counter, yep. everything is an absolute bargain. There you go. So if I've upset the guy. <laughs> no, you know what? Find, go and test the products. Yeah. Find the product you like. Yeah. Find the one you like to wear and go with it. I mean, it's yeah. that simple. I think one, that's it. one of the features I love about the Ionic yep. is if you're a music running, cycling, swimming, I mean, this watch is set up for all of those activities. Right. So right. It'll, if you're going to swim, it's going to measure. Your stroke, it's going to give you heart rate, the whole shebang through yep. that activity. Yeah. But if you also want some music, because yes. you're on the treadmill, or you're doing a workout, or you're running, or you're cycling, yeah. it has built into it wireless headphones oh, no with the music on ah, the device. Ah, that's, that's cool. And I'm happy with and that. So, and it goes into a dashboard, it goes onto your phone, so, yeah. so you get all the, the measurement stuff, yeah. and and so I'm I'm just really happy with the product. It, yeah. it kind of works. I like that. That's that's and one that thing that kind of works. It, it absolutely works. So. Yeah. That's and that's one thing that Garmin doesn't have. It doesn't have that uh, music, as far as I know. Maybe the Phoenix Five yeah. does, but it, now I'll be honest. I don't use the music, and someone no, said, but it's an option. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to have. I never use you know, it, like ever. Someone yeah. said, "Have you unboxed the headphones?" No, but no. It, yeah, I could. <laughs> you and, should make a video uh, of it, unboxing them. But you know what else you can do with this? And this yeah. is where it starts to be an all-round kind of product. Yeah. And this is the the Fitbit Ionic. Is you can do tap and pay with it as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. You can do that with Apple Watch? Yeah, you can. So right. 
So someone said to me, is this thing trying to be an Apple Watch, the Fitbit Ionic? I said, no. Yeah. It's a, it's a fitness yeah. tool that has a few extra features. But how convenient, though. If, you, if you're yeah. out running, you've got your watch on, tap yes. and pay, and you can go. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Tap and pay is really – this is not a fitness show at all. It's very <laughs> it's close to a fitness talk. show. But how, can, how convenient, though, with tap and pay when you are out running. That's the fitness part of the show. Now we'll go to the tech part of the show. Yeah. Tech talk's another night, but still. <laughs> <laughs> a function like that on the watch. That's very it's, cool. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I woke up this morning and sitting on my door was an RTA pamphlet telling me all about oh my goodness. the Kawanese bike paths in wow. English and in Arabic, giving us the rules, giving us the routes, giving us the information. I wish I'd have had some uh, rules on safety before I had my accident. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's very um, cool. So new new cycling track around Kawanesia Mushrif. And you know what? It goes right up to the last exit. They've got all the bridges. So you can ride out. to the last exit. <laughs> you, I know what you're thinking. Well, it, burger. No, but you know what? I was looking at this because in in the in the in the Murdiff Mushrif Kawanesia area, yeah, you've now got this bike path that extends past the, the soccer stadium over to the last exit. And beside the last exit, again, is a giant park. So if you yeah. want to go and, and do some running, you want to go work out, you're not on the road, you're you're in a, on a protected route. And that's I just thought so it was really cool. cool. Yeah. It doesn't quite say how long it is. No, that that's something that the distance is still it, being added to. So they haven't put the distance. It's a little bit... Uh, it's a little short. It's a little bit more keen to list the fines. Yeah. I think you're going to have a problem <laughs> because... Uh, Oh, no. It says riding a bicycle on a road where the speed limit exceeds 60 kilometers per hour. I thought that you weren't allowed to cycle above 60 kilometers per hour, which would obviously be a problem for you because you would obviously (laughs) often cycle. But very cool, James. Such a nice initiative by the rta as well i thought so and you know it's in it's in two languages it gives yeah. you the map it's it's really telling you that hey this is here you've got yeah. no excuses you've got get no out, excuse get you've got no excuse so going back to my question how was your week in fitness so you know what after the dubai standard chartered marathon it's taken me a while to uh, recover and yes. and i've i've been going through some issues with my calf muscles yep and a lot of stretching has become the 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 word of the week and yeah. You know, a little bit of tendonitis has now been sorted out, which is very good. Yep. And what I've started to do is yoga. Wow. And I know we've we've talked about yoga and, and we've comes. said, well, yeah. But I've started to do yoga. Yeah. On the advice of not only my wife, who's been saying this to me forever, but on a number of runners. Yep. Who said, you know what? You're doing yoga for the stretching. You're doing it for the breathing. But the stretching is amazing and you're going to find if you work this into your training regime that your coach is eventually going to start laying on you yep. six months in advance yeah you're going to be in a much better position then also talking to my osteo who was working through the calf issues yes talking to him about because as you and i had had conversations and i was saying my inner ankle yeah there's there's a, a a ligament and a muscle in on the inside of the ankle that really connects up with the front side of your calf yes and he's saying if that starts to get a little inflamed or tight, you're going to start to experience some issues there. Yeah. We, we took a look at that, talked about some exercises, hit the trigger points to release everything, which, you know, why I hadn't gone and done this a little sooner? Yeah. <laughs> so, I I'm, mean, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm in the mindset and I was walking him through my plan and he said, you got a great plan. Yeah. He says, you're, you're set. Now you just got to. You just got to make it happen. Yeah, you just got to do it. I want to I go back to what you said there, James, about yoga and about movement. One of my good friends, Cameron Nichols, says every human is an athlete. He yeah. then goes on to say, and every athlete should row. 
I want to take off that every athlete should row part. <laughs> I believe that every human is an athlete. And to be our optimal athlete, we need to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies. Absolutely. A lot of people use different forms of mobilization, stretching, mobility. Yes. I use with all of my endurance clients, I get them to do two or three times a week, a flow style of routine, which literally just opens up the, the muscles a little bit more, mobilizes the joint. Endurance sport by its very nature is incredibly demanding. The movements are repetitive. We do them over and over. Right. Running is bang, 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 bang. The same muscles are being hit. When we're using those muscles, those muscles are shortening a lot. So if we don't spend the time to help recover those muscles, lengthen them a bit, what we're seeing is a lot of tightness around the joints. We get tightness around the ankles. We get Achilles calf problems. We get tightness through the quads and the hamstrings, hip problems, knee problems. If we can address that once or twice or up to three times a week with only about a 30-minute what I would call a flow routine, yep. you've gone to yoga, which is absolutely perfect, then we're going to see a massive, massive benefit in performance, especially over the long term. And that's what I'm really interested in, especially for endurance athletes, because what we find is they're a little bit older and we want to keep them fit and well and moving in the long term. I don't want you to be dialed into a marathon, getting to the marathon and, and you be a little bit crook. We want you to be fit and well and we want you to be feeling good every single day. That's why... And that's why, you know, you found it in yoga, and I think yeah. that's absolutely awesome. I mean, I'm there for the stretching. I mean, yeah, I, you know, exactly. And, and, I mean, I'm, I'm there with a whole bunch of people who are uber, uber uh, flexible. Yeah. I am not. Yeah. But, there, you know, it's it's a lot like coming to inner fight. You know, there's no there's no judgment. You do the best you can, and, and you make it work, and it, it's kind of fun. Hey, speaking of activities, i got to share this one. I was out for a jog the other day, uh, a leisurely 10K. Leisure. And... As I'm running, first time I can think of ever that folks who are standing at bus stops or just standing, I don't know why they'd be standing on the side of the road in the middle of Academic City, but they were, okay. giving me the thumbs up and giving me the cheer. Hey, keep going, dude. You can do it. And not that I look like I, I couldn't do it, but I thought that was really neat wow. that these randoms yeah. were, were cheering me on. I think that's one of the I felt really good about that. You know what? <laughs> I, it's amazing when it happens, isn't yeah. it? So that's what I want to encourage people to do. If you see someone out running, and I do it all the time down at the beach track, one of, and I also do it a lot on the cycle track. My friends get really upset with me. They're <laughs> like, Marcus, everyone we've passed this morning you've said hello to. Just smile, say hello, say great job, because it really, really lifts people's spirits. Yeah, absolutely. It really lifts them up. It makes them feel so, so positive about what they're doing. It's also probably going to help you because they might reciprocate it. But it feels amazing, yeah, yeah. doesn't it, it does. when someone it shouts out, good job, you, that old guy in the funny shirt. Is that what they said? <laughs> no. Marcus Smith is here. This is Get Fit Radio on Dubai I 103.8 FM. Get Fit Radio is the program. Marcus Smith is the guy. We are talking fitness. Uh, cool coffee mug you've got there, by the way. Yes. This was a hospital gift. Okay. Yeah, and I love it. One of my, one of my good clients has actually been, been with us for quite a long time. She came to the hospital and she said, she used to be a nurse in ICU. Uh-huh. And she came to the hospital and she said, uh, she said, I knew everyone would send you chocolates and flowers, so I wanted to bring you something you liked. So I brought you two bags of coffee and this coffee cup. And this, these coffee it's cups. It's a no-spill coffee cup, by the it's way. It's a no-spill coffee cup. It's by a brand called Keep Cup. And you know what I love about this one, James, is it has a rubber lid, but I generally don't like drinking coffee out of plastic and rubber. Uh-huh. So you just whip the top off and it's a nice 
glass and it's got a, a cork, cork around it cork ring so you don't burn your hands so you don't burn your hands so when it's getting really hot you yeah. can uh yeah i i actually love it i'm just not sure of its lifespan because there's good chance i've actually put it in my in, in my lunch bag a few times and it's not broken okay that's but a good i'm time. definitely i'm definitely thinking i'm gonna break it within six months <laughs> well you know what you can get another one another one that i actually did buy recently and again, this is, well, it's a little bit to do with fitness because the best thing you can take, and we spoke about this last week, actually. We spoke about pre or the week before. We've spoken about it in, in recent shows. People are asking, like, what should they take pre-workout? Yes. Straight, pure, organic, raw coffee beans pre-workout is one of the best pickups. Stay away from fat burners. Stay oh, away from... Again. So I'm just, I'm just taking the coffee beans, crush them up a little bit and chew on them? No, have them properly in your coffee. <laughs> Or a double shot of espresso or something like that. Yeah. But that, that's, that's actually, I get a lot of questions of people like, what should I take pre-workout? I'm feeling a bit, a bit low. I need a little bit of energy. I need a little bit of spike. And the first port of call for a lot of people is to go to a supplement store and they'll buy a pre-workout, which is loaded with additives, preservatives, sugar, and all the nasties. Yes. Actually, a lot of uppers, but also a lot of what we call downers as well. Yeah. Why not just go and get one of our favorite coffee shops, Raw Coffee. Oh, man. They make organic coffee beans super tasty not acidic not harsh at all have a shot of that before you work out you will absolutely love it and you'll feel absolutely great that's my advice and that's what i do before a workout i just have a bit of coffee six worst things you can put in your coffee by the folks over at bulletproof.com starting number one sugar yeah don't put it in yeah which is a big problem for a lot of folks uh, in canada because they love their double doubles double cream double sugar at Timmy's. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> Which is the second part. Don't put milk and cream in your coffee either. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That, that, should, that should be the second thing. And do they mention there about the syrups that we see going in as well? Uh, I mean, that's like the double sugar. Yeah. They, they do talk about chemical sweeteners. That's they it. They talk about artificial creamers and milk protein isolates. Don't put those in either. Why not? Does it say? Um, it says uh, that uh, it undergoes a series of processes to remove the sugars and lactose. What remains is protein in the form of uh, casein and whey and a little fat. Why, if you have yeah. an allergy to or intolerance to casein or whey, milk protein isolates are not for you, as you'll experience previously mentioned inflammatory symptoms. Yeah, that's, that's one of the main things. And that also goes back to... What we're also talking about the other week, and I did about a 30-minute Instagram live on which protein shakes you should and shouldn't be having, is that a lot of the whey protein shakes are pro-inflammatory. They're causing inflammation in your body because of the additives, preservatives, and the whey protein that are in them is causing more inflammation in the body. So although it's getting protein into you, it's inflaming the body, which is slowing down recovery, which means you will feel worse the next day. You so, know, when you talk about recovery, I want to I want to bounce back to something because you're asking what a you know how's the week in fitness? What have I learned? Two day recovery is pretty much what I, where I'm at. When I go out and do a 10k run, which I said to someone right. I'm doing a 10k run, they said, "Wow, that's long," and I didn't feel, think it was long. I thought it was a nice run. Yeah. But I found two days. I need you know the first day is good, but I need the second day, and by the time I hit the third day, I'm feeling like I want to go for a run again. Yeah. Which well, that, is a big change for me. That's a massive change, and that's why it might, I don't know if that's. A, I'm not happy about that change. I got to say. No, but rest days are super important, James, yeah. and and this is where a lot of people get it wrong. They don't take their rest days seriously enough. What you should be doing is if you, like you just said there, if you wake up the next day and you really feel like going running and you feel like you can go running. If you feel like you need the day off, take the day off because 
the following day you should be ready to go for a run again and you should yeah. be fired up for it. And you have to find – some people will find that a certain intensity of workout allows them to then work out again the next day, right. whereas other people might need two days off. I know, I know some workouts I do. I'm going to take a day and a half off. So I'm going to have a light session only within those next two days. I call it a day and a half off. But you have to find out what's that sweet spot. If you've been hammering the road, and that, that's why I say to people, people are like, oh, but I was supposed to do that run. Yeah. yeah, but you've just sat down. You've told me your calves are tight, your your quads are tight, you're not sleeping very well, and and all of these all of these markers which are which are saying to me, you know, we're heading for trouble. So definitely, you're going to have the next day off. So it's going to yeah. be a little bit of a problem for you though if you want to run <laughs> a marathon in up under four hours or three thirty, and you can run ten k and then need two days off. Yeah, yeah, no. We could probably get it by twenty twenty. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm no. there. I'm there. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's it's just leading in. I, I can do it. I'm ready. Mate, I'm, I want to just jump back. Uh, just have, we talk uh, back uh, to the creamers. Another, and another look at yeah the creamer. Some so people. We, so if you're wondering where we ran from and where we ran to, we were talking about how coffee yeah can be a great stimulant yeah as you get going. I'm not saying go drink a bucket of it, but it could be an espresso or it could be you know some yeah, just that's good the good and basic I think, stuff. But it's as soon as you start adulterating it with all sorts of additives, you're taking away all of the goodness. Adulterating <laughs> coffee. Coin the term. We'll move on. You are take. You take. You're not taking. A, there, there's a slight. There's a slight correction. I want to make that. You're not taking away the goodness. You're adding badness to there it. There we go. That's what I said a little bit earlier. With because a, you're counterbalancing. Exactly. So with a pre-workout, a lot of pre-workouts, they'll have, let's say, for example, five things that make you go fast, but then four to six things that actually are negative impacts and make you go slow yeah. in the long term. So pro-inflammatory stuff. People are putting into their coffee. So if, if you if you want to follow the advice, like you just said, James, pre-workout, double espresso or a short short black. Yeah. Try not to have – I got in a lot of trouble from my cycling coach because he's like, <laughs> mate, every time before you go cycling, you drink half a bucket of coffee. I'm like, I don't drink half a bucket. He's like, just take it down to a double shot of espresso so yeah. that you don't have 200, 300, 500 mils of coffee swishing around in your stomach when you start the exercise. That's the key. So you should have quite a short coffee. Some people will say, listen, coffee is too, and this is the argument I get a lot, coffee is too bitter, it doesn't taste very nice unless I put in the milk and the sugar. There's two comebacks for that. The first is you're probably not drinking very good quality coffee. Yeah. And yes, it is more expensive. I tell you out right now. You notice the difference though. If you you notice the difference big time. Big time. It, it's, it's you know, a, a bag of raw coffee beans, 500 grams of coffee is 100 dirhams. Yep. I don't know how many coffees exactly you get out of that, but that's a lot different to a jar of instant coffee. I, I get about two weeks of uh, double shot espressos. Right, right. So, you, if I, you know, if, if for one person, morning and afternoon. So, that's not too bad at all. No. So, so, you're getting sort of, you're getting 30 to 40 coffees from it. Yeah. Now, I know from a jar of, of instant coffee, no, no matter what brand, you know, you, you're getting these sort of, decent sized jars you're probably getting a lot more out of that but sure. that also has a lot more of the bad stuff should we just call it yeah. in there and that's that's not helping you so it's a little bit more expensive but actually and this is the thing as well if you gave me a a, a cup of instant coffee black i don't think i'd really want to drink it i, I can't drink it i'm telling However, you, people give it to me and it's like it's take a awful. sip i'm polite and it's like, i can't do it you can't do it however if they added to it maybe a little bit of sugar syrup and maybe some milk or cream, although you wouldn't enjoy it, it's almost, it's palatable in a way. Yeah. Therefore, try, if you're struggling to get these things out of your coffee, 
first tried to get a, a, a better coffee bean. Specialty coffee is all around town at the moment. There's a shop that opens every single week. Yeah. And also, if you are struggling with, with that harshness, if you still find it harsh, then stay away. And this is where I come back to the milk and cream. Stay away from the dairy products and try and put in like a splash of almond milk or a splash of coconut milk. You won't need quite as much because these milks come from a very fatty base, which is the almond or the coconut. So you don't need quite a lot and it tastes a little bit fattier, not any fattier than cream would taste. But it'll definitely sort of, as we say, take yeah. the edge off that coffee. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and, and if you start adding all those things, you probably really don't like coffee, you, exactly, and you probably yeah. should just you, not man. waste I your money. You. I agree. <laughs> another trick, though, as well, another pre-workout trick, yeah, which okay. I'll share with you. All right, is have your have your double espresso. Yeah, get it from Raw. Make sure it tastes super nice and it's clean coffee. And have a date with it. Oh, okay. The sugar of the date will yeah. actually make the coffee taste a little bit sweeter because uh-huh. you'll have the sugar in your mouth. And that natural sugar from the date will also help you during your workout. Okay. I'll have some people wake up in the morning and they're coming to a class at maybe 6.30. They're not really sure what to eat. You know, a banana's a bit big. I'll just have them have maybe three or four almonds a date and a double espresso and they're ready to hit that workout. Oh, okay. No problem at all. Whether it's a gym workout or whether actually... It's a it, it's a, it's an endurance workout. It's a ride. The prescription there is quite the same. It's very easy to stomach it first thing in the morning, especially if you've had what I would put as a wake up medicine, which we can go into, which prepares the gut. I would always prepare the gut first before putting anything into it. But then a double espresso or a short black, a couple of almonds and a date, you'll be absolutely good to go. That is one of the best natural pre workouts you can have. This is Get Fit Radio. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. You're listening to Dubai I 103.8 FM. You're dialed in to Get Fit Radio. Marcus Smith is here. And, hey, we haven't talked about the uh, third workout in the CrossFit Opens, games.crossfit.com. We're kind of keeping track of these things because, as as I said, folks might be out there and be the the true warrior of, uh, you know, fitness and be trying to to do something maybe even on the semi-professional route. That's great. But there are a lot of moms, dads, and, and, you know, youth who just yeah. want a goal, something to measure themselves against, something to stand up and say, put up the hand and say, I did it. Yeah. And this is a great way to set some of those goals through the yeah. CrossFit Opens. Absolutely, James. And I'll give you an example from last week. What this does is this competition, the CrossFit Open, creates an online worldwide leaderboard, which is then separated down into regions, countries, gender, and age group. So and as an example, in the UAE, in the... In the men's scaled competition last week from our gym, we had nine out of the top 10. Wow. So they look at that and it's a massive amount of motivation to see yourself on a, on a website, on a worldwide competition, and also to see with, with, with the people that you work out with every single day. Yeah. Nine of the top 10 came from our gym. They're super, super happy. So the CrossFit Games, and we've spoken about this for the last two weeks. We're going to speak about it this week and two more. So you'd want to tune in. You'd want to go to the website. We're not going to stop. It's a super interesting competition, games.crossfit.com. Five-week competition, one workout a week. You do the workout in your own gym. You get judged. You submit your score online. All the scores go into this massive leaderboard. As I said, you can figure out if you're in the top competition or you're in your scale competition. You can figure out by your age, by your gender, by your region, and by your country exactly where you weigh up, yeah. which I think, I think is something cool. very, very cool. Very, very unique. And although it only happens once a year, 
it does provide a lot of motivation. We've got almost well, 100 people this year well, from our and gym. And the big question is, what am I working up for? Why am I yeah. doing this? You, you want to feel better. You want to look better. You want to be able to carry the groceries, You know, do some activities with friends and family. Great. Yeah. But why am I doing it? Absolutely. And this is, hey, you know what? I'm doing it for this week in the year or yeah. for this month so that I can measure myself up against my community, against the world. Absolutely. And, you know, it's some a lot of... And you don't, I mean, I want to bust in here again. You don't have to go and sign up. You could do it yourself. Yes. But there's something, you know, when you sign up, there's a little bit of commitment. Yeah. That you're, you're putting yourself out there on the line. You're going to be part of this. Absolutely. And although a lot of fitness is personal and our goals are personal and there comes a point where we should and we shouldn't compare ourselves against others, competition and something like the CrossFit Games or the CrossFit Opens actually enables you to compare yourself against others. We're competitive as human beings. Yeah. We are, we like to win. If you look at all the animals in all the different kingdoms, we love to win. We love to try and be the best that we can be. Modern society has kind of watered that down a little bit and told us that, you know, coming 50th is okay. But at the end of the day, if, I, if you said to me or I said to you, we're going to have a race, do you want to win? You'd be like, yes, I want to win. Yeah. You don't go into a race not wanting to win. So a competition like the CrossFit Open really provides that. We are competitive as humans, and competition and winning just drives our motivation a lot more. I can guarantee you people that have been in the CrossFit Open the last few weeks are even more fired up <laughs> and more focused about their training than they've ever been because of that edge of competition. And there's loads of people that, are, that would say, if you'd have said to them two or three weeks ago, I'm not com they'd say, I'm not a competitive person. You put them in that room. You give them a competition, you give them a workout, you give them the leaderboard, and you give them a chance to win, exactly. and they're all over it. It's something quite unique. 18.3 was last week, 14-minute time cap, yeah. two rounds of, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, wow. Yeah. It starts off with 100 double-unders, Yeah. which a lot of people are unable to do, so the, uh, uh, the, the top, or the the general workout, because it's two levels, there's the RX and the scale, it was 100 double-unders, 20 overhead squats with a decent heavy weight, yeah. 52 kilos, 100 double-unders, 12 muscle-ups, ring muscle-ups, 100 double-unders, 20 dumbbell snatches with 50 pounds, 100 double-unders, 12 bar muscle-ups. That was one round. You had to complete two. Even someone who is good at double-unders... Yeah. That's 100, 100, 200, 300. 800. That's 800 double 400 unders. 400 in a round. That's a lot of double unders. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. No, I, I don't. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had a, a really close look because the leaderboard's not yet finalized for this week. It finalizes within the next sort of 48 hours. I'm not sure how many people have finished a workout. Yeah. I watched the opening, the announcement of it where they put two guys live head to head. And they did not finish it. And they're two guys that went to the CrossFit Games for 35 to 39-year-old age category last year. They young did guys. not finish the workout. Young guys. Well, kind of. <laughs> old, young old guys. Yeah. So it's wow. an absolutely brutal workout, which is brilliant. You know, it really... And that, that's what the workout is. It's a little do. bit of a slap in the face, a little wake-up call saying, hey, don't get yourself complacent yes. because yes. you never know what we're going to throw at you. The irony is, is that CrossFit put out on their Instagram a post on Friday... Thursday night, Friday morning, our time, when they put this workout and they said this workout, and it was just text, there was no picture, it wasn't pretty or anything like that. It was something like, this workout is a chance for you to work on your weakness. 
So basically saying we're going to give you a workout that no one can really finish or that's very yeah. hard to finish. Yeah. So yeah, massive, massively good challenge. And again, very different. Last week we had a, a max lift in there. So, you know, people, they, there was a super fast workout to start with and then they went into a one rep max clean. The week, out, the week before was a 20-minute workout, so it was a lot longer. So we've had a 20-minute workout. We've had a 12-minute workout. We now have a 14-minute time cap on this workout. So what we're seeing is stuff that's super nice and varied, and there's two weeks to go. So let's see. Wow. Yeah. Let's, yeah, exciting. <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of – it's a uh, – what, yeah. what, what are your thoughts when I'm just doing workouts in general, timed workout versus finish workout? Yeah, I, I, I mean, think because there's a lot of folks who who go time wise and they say, okay, we're we're in for 45 minutes and, and we go till we we get to where we get. Yeah. Versus this is the workout we finish. Yeah, I I actually prefer timed workouts. Really? Why is that? For the general population, because if I say to you, and this is where it get it does get quite difficult, and it is actually more down to the motivation of the individual. But if I turn around and say to you. James, you're going to do these three exercises for 30 minutes. You're going to do 10, 10, 10, 10. You're just waiting for that clock to finish. Yeah. A lot of people are. You need to get it right in your, in, in your heart and in your mind to push for that 30 minutes. Whereas when I say to you, James, you're not leaving my class until you've completed 15 rounds of these three exercises, 10, 10, 10. You're, you're going to get it done as fast as you can. And I see, I see this a lot. A, lo- ah. a lot of people do have the innate ability to just keep pushing. They're like, yeah, it's a 12-minute AMRAP, as we call it, as many rounds and reps as possible. Or, you know, and they have that ability to really push hard for those 12 minutes. They're like, it's 12 minutes. I'm going to get as many reps as I can. I'm going to get as many reps as I can. But a lot of the time, I just see people, oh, I'm only halfway through. Yeah. You know, and I've done six rounds. So suddenly they're demotivated. So suddenly they're demotivated. That's not a problem with the structure of the workout. That's a problem with the mental focus of the individual. Right. And that's where... Which is part which is part and parcel of the whole activity of coming out and doing something, some sort of physical, act, physical activity. Not just the physical part, yeah. but the mental part that the you're strengthening to take back to the office or back yeah. to school. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where I see... I do see a little bit of a breakdown. Mentally strong athletes and mentally strong human beings will thrive across both types of workout whether it's a workout for time or whether it's an AMRAP workout, whether it's got a specific time frame of 15 minutes to get as many rounds as you can. But some people will look at the clock after seven or eight minutes and they will start to relax. They'll go, oh my goodness, I've gone too hard. I've still got eight minutes to go. Whereas the competitive athlete, the mentally strong athlete will come out and he will absolutely or she will absolutely smash themselves no matter if it's 15 minutes or no matter if it's eight rounds for time. They'll just pick the pace, they'll know what they're doing, and they'll go hard for that time. And that really is the difference between people that are are doing super well in sport and in life and those that are, you know, just sitting back a bit. Some people, it's the same. You've got an hour to get this meeting done. Let's get it done, let's get it done, let's get it wrapped up. Some people will just sit there and, okay, we'll get to the end of the hour and yeah, if we get it done, we get it done, that's good. If not, it's not. It's exactly the same in sport. So it is a little bit of a mindset thing. Both an AMRAP and and a workout for time are incredibly good ways to train. There we go. Electrolyte drinks. Got questions coming in about those. Yeah. Uh, how do I know if I need electrolyte drinks? Um, that's a really good question, actually. I, it's difficult to to say specifically. One of one of the things is, are you getting enough liquid in? Are you able to get enough liquid in? 
are you losing a lot of mainly we, we we see the use of electrolytes mainly in sort of endurance sports outdoors where people are losing a lot of minerals and salts as they go that's what i use electrolyte drink that's basically salt and i'll use but i'll only use that for for my endurance stuff for my longer stuff i'll never use it for for like at the moment i'm in a bit of a rehab phase but when i was training a lot of crossfit last year i never used an electrolyte drink because i just wasn't losing i was only working out for i was working out for four hours a day but it was in short hits and it's in an air-conditioned environment i can go out and i can cycle for seven or eight hours i'll drink maybe six or seven liters of water I'll just be losing so many minerals and salts. I need to put them back in. So that's why I'll use an electrolyte drink for it. So you see them a lot more popular in endurance sports. And if you are looking for, if you are in endurance sports and you're looking for an electrolyte drink, pretty much what we're saying before about coffee, stay away from the stuff that's that's quite sweet and flavored and just go with the really sort of neutral flavor. What I love to use is, is a product called Elite Electrolyte Drops. They're mm. flavorless. You just drop them into the water, and they're there. You don't even feel them going into your body. Yet they're just in your water. Your water tastes a little bit salty, but nothing that's nothing that's offensive at all. And it just makes sure that those electrolytes are going in whilst you're whilst you're drinking naturally. The opposite is is when you use quite a sweet or, yeah. or or a flavored electrolyte drink. After a while, you start to essentially develop a furry mouth and it's absolutely disgusting so stay away from those get fit radio is the program marcus smith is the guy this is dubai i 103.8 fm this is get fit radio you're going to hear some sound in the background because we are at Interfight gym marcus smith is here and i, I wanted to jump back onto your rehab uh, you had a biking incident where at about 54 kilometers an hour you uh, connected with a concrete divider Connected. And, uh, you know, lungs, you bones broken, yep. lung collapsed. Yeah. Uh, you know, thank goodness you were in such great shape, as your doctor said, yeah. or you would have been a goner. Yes. And uh, so it's been, what, four weeks just now? A, just over four weeks since the accident. Yeah. And we're talking, you had scapula, you had multiple ribs. Yep. You're a person who was, who was in the midst of doing some pretty intense training for an ultra biking event. Yeah. How, how's the recovery going? It's challenging. <laughs> I'd like to remain super positive and say it's yeah. absolutely fantastic, but I have incredibly good days and I have some quite bad days. I figured out why I have bad days, so that's good. Okay. So, and it's purely, and this is the insane part, it's purely related to sleep. So I don't sleep very well. And you're, the, you were always the sleeping guy, so this is, this yeah, is, uh, it's very challenging, challenging. Very, very challenging. So, for example, and it was a random night, it was on last weekend. On Friday night, I slept just terribly, just couldn't get comfortable and a lot of pain through the whole night. I was awake every half hour. I never really get up. I don't think I've ever got up and sort of sat on the couch in the middle of the night for like an hour or two because yeah. I couldn't sleep. And I was on the edge of my bed on in, in the middle of the night on Friday night, ready to get up. I was like, I just, I'm just not sleeping. So the next day becomes a very challenging day. Yeah. So when I can't sleep, when I'm sleep deprived, the next day is super challenging, but generally things are, are fantastic. My scapula, which was shattered, is healing very well. And I was at physio a couple of days ago, and they're super happy with, with how it's placed. And now I can start doing a lot more movement on it. And one thing that we actually found is because I've been protecting it and not moving it a lot because the bones were broken, the muscle wastage in that area has been very fast. Really? And also, yeah very stiff in that area so they loosen it up a lot and 
immediate relief and immediate relief around my ribs as well. Obviously, okay. the ribs probably take a little bit longer to heal. You know, sneezing is still just absolute carnage. Um, but, you know, on, on, on the positive side, most days, I, pretty much every day I'm able to train. Um, well, I, I saw that actually the other day. You had some Instagram photos up yeah. and you were using very light dumbbells, yeah. but you were giving your all. And yeah, I that's, that's it's, do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at it, the, the only way I can sort of really exercise my arms and the top of my left bicep, the bicep tendon where it connects into the shoulder, that was slightly damaged in the crash. So it's a really old school bicep curl, which started at eight pounds. Yeah. And just today, I've graduated to a 15 pound. Okay. Bearing in mind before my crash, I was probably able to bicep curl a 45 pound, you know, and do yeah. multiple pull-ups. I don't really yeah. do a lot of bicep curls, do more pull-ups, but I'm not able to weight bear at all. So... Yeah, it, it's very slow, James, but it's it's incredibly... Do you find it humbling in that it, uh, it's... I, I don't find it humbling. I find it really... I find it incredibly real in that everyone wants to be the best. And yeah. I, I want to be the best as well. And everyone wants to maybe run the fastest or... You should. I really yeah. hope people do want to be the best because it's an awful waste of an opportunity of life if you don't want to be the best. Yeah. But to get to be your best not the best in the world, but your very best, sometimes you really have to dial things down. So I'm which using, no one wants to do. Which no one wants to do. It's all, Often we see that as a sign of weakness. Exactly. But I, I, I absolutely love the process because when I started, when I was in hospital, a tiny bit of rotation, and, and it's a shame that we're on, on, on the show and not on the video because all I'm doing is I have my hand flat and all I'm doing is rotating it so my palm comes up. That was the, the hardest thing and the biggest amount of movement I could have in my hand when I was in hospital. So that was my exercise for day three in ICU, was rotating my hand upwards and then back down, not even moving my elbow. So when you're sat there and that's your only form of exercise, and after 10 reps, you're absolutely destroyed you you you're tired you're in pain everything's hurting when you can actually move your elbow up to in line with your shoulder four weeks later yeah. it's a really good reason to celebrate uh -huh. so you know it it is really about it's all about the the smallest smallest the one percent and the half a percent better than it was yesterday which is and, really good to hear which is super to hear and 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 it's really motivational i think you know Sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, I, I, I did 5K today, and but I only beat my time by 10 seconds. Hey, I'd be happy. Anytime I beat my time by exactly. any seconds, I'm really happy. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the thing. And this is what I, I say to everyone that asks me. My, only, my objective is to move more and be stronger than I was yesterday. And everyone's like, oh, when will you be back to normal? And I'm like, I, I genuinely don't know. And I never what it, even... What is normal? Yeah, exactly. What, hopefully... You know, I, I, I don't see it as a comeback. I don't think I'm coming back. I think it's just part of my journey and, you know, everything happens for a reason and, yeah. and it's just part of, it's part of the process. It's part of what was supposed to happen to me. And every day I try and get stronger and, you know, maybe I'll be a lot stronger than I was before, but what are we comparing it against? You know what I mean? So yeah. my only objective is every day I just move a little bit more, move better, challenge myself. And it was great. Yesterday I was able to do a workout that was, Super good for my mind. You know, I did about an hour workout, which was a mile sled drag with about 80 kilos on it. Then wow. I did 500 air squats. 
and then I did a mile running and everything went really well. So, you know, nice. I haven't been and that that is one of the things that I missed, the ability to just to be really out of breath. You know, it's it's a, it's you know it James, it's it's a really great feeling. Some of your runs you do and your heart rate's just absolutely in the red. Yeah. And it's like this is brilliant. I want it to end, but I don't want it to end and you just feel amazing afterwards. And I had my heart rate at a reasonable level yesterday for for about an hour whilst I did that workout with really minimal amount of pain through my ribs and my lungs. So that's impressive. Yeah, I, I was I was super happy. And that, that's another massive victory. So I try and look for small victories every day. I try and make sure that I move better and move a weight in a better way than I did the day before. And so far it's good. But you have bad days. Like yeah. not every day is Don't a really good day. Don't knock yourself out when you have a bad day. Yeah. Keep going. Exactly. I, I think one of the biggest things, that's, that's how I, I started it just there, is I had to... I was getting frustrated when I had a bad day. So what was important is I started to identify why I was having a bad day. When I linked it back to sleep, like Holly was saying, maybe it's from too much movement. I've never felt bad from moving too much. So that was that was quite positive. But when I linked it back to the fact that I was sleeping awkwardly or not very well at all, yeah. then, you know, then I'm, I've got a reason. And when I have a reason for then it... it, it well, it, then you've got something good. to work on as well. And yeah. I think we underestimate how important our sleep is. We talk about it all the time here. We, we hear about this all the time in so many contexts, but the implications bad sleep has and the knock-on effect it has on your movement, on your concentration, on your state of mind is phenomenal. Absolutely. At, like, and I'm, because like you said, I've always slept very well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always in bed super early and I get up super early and I, I make sure I get my eight or nine hours pretty much every night. I rarely sleep less than eight hours. You know, I've always, I've never taken it for granted, but it's always been a priority. And I've always, a lot of people can't sleep very well. And there's a number of reasons why they can't. Sure. So a lot of them, they, they actually control. But I've always been one of these people, like my head goes on the pillow and if it's not a minute, it's two minutes later, I'm fast asleep. So, you know, I've been able to sleep and I sleep through the night. And uh, that's why I have so much good energy. When that gets taken away from you, when, when you can't get comfortable, when the pain is quite bad, but you don't want to take a painkiller because obviously you don't want to rely on painkillers, that really throws a spanner in the works and starts challenging challenge you. And you. But you still have to wake up the next day and you still have to make everything happen. Exactly. I still have to come to the gym. I still have to teach people. We still have to do the show. I, I can't sit on this show Oh, James, I'm tired. Let's not talk. Let's just, you know, I, I, that's, that's just not the way. Yeah. So you have to, again, flip a mental switch to keep your focus on. And yeah, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to sleep well. You're not going to sleep well. You've broken all of your ribs. You've crushed the lung and you've smashed your scapula. Like sleeping, is for most people, laying down is the most comfortable position in the world. For me, it's not. There is no comfortable position. Standing sometimes good. Sitting sometimes good. Lying, never really that comfortable. And you shove pillows, like I shove a pillow under my armpit, shove a pillow under my chest. I've got pillows all over the place. I've gone through about four different pillows since I got out of the hospital. And Still working on them. I, well, one works for an hour, and okay. then you wake up and you feel really uncomfortable. But I'm in, I'm, I'm in a super good place. And with the physio that I've started and the release that they're giving me, it's going super good. So new goal is coming soon. There we go. Maybe 10 days we'll announce what the next challenge is. Awesome. And there has, it's, yeah, it's going to be super cool.
Marcus, we've run out the clock on the show once again. Look forward to doing it all again next week, same place, same time. If you've got questions Absolutely. you want to get to us, Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae, and you can find Marcus at Inner Fight Gym. Marcus, thank you very much for coming out. Thank you, Doctor. This is Get Fit Radio. We'll talk to you again really soon. Thanks for joining us.